You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. Just for the sake of uh, keeping uh, people informed of what's going on in the real world right now. Forget about chemical attacks in Syria. The FBI has just raided the office of Donald Trump's lawyer, seizing documents related to porn star Stormy Daniels. After the special counsel refers case to the U.S. attorney. It's amazing, isn't it? After all this, this could be what uh, the downfall is. Very similar to uh, the Monica Lewinsky situation, but uh, hey, never a dull day in uh, in the mainstream news world, Tony. No, never a dull day, and it's amazing because, uh, you know, of course, this stuff happened before he was president of the United States, but it's always the cover-up, yes. they say, to get you. Oh, we so all, stupid, I know. It, and we always have Ben Roethlisberger involved, so that's another good thing. To me, that's the most unanswered question about this the, the most. Like, like that, you know, when it brings that up, Tony, I'm glad you brought that up, like, so Ben Roethlisberger supposedly escorted Stormy Daniels to her room after. And just by chance, like, he was in, so what? Like, was he just by chance, like, right outside the door in the hallway? Or, you know, I think there was probably a threesome we don't know about or something. Like, I, I don't like know, it's hard. Like, we have Ben Roethlisberger's not the most innocent guy in the world. Like, what was Ben up to in that hallway? Why was he there? Like, no one brings that up. No, nobody brings it up. I got some weather updates from Major League Baseball. Uh, I guess in April and May we probably need these. As, uh, the Chicago uh, grounds crew did an amazing job today to get that White Sox game. If you saw the field six hours before that game was played, you would never believe that game was played. So you're saying was, the grounds crew, the grounds crew is better for the White Sox and the Cubs because oh yeah, one absolutely. team one team had a game snowed out and the other team didn't, and they play in the same damn city. Yeah, one uh, lacked the effort to get it done, which is uh, uh, if you if very... you if you lived in Chicago and like it's you you grew up in Chicago, would you be a White Sox fan or a Cub fan? I think I would be a Cub fan because they were losers for so long, and I would have been going that route. And the White Sox actually wore shorts back in the day. Um, that was and, cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't, the White I don't know Sox, remember? They were wacky, man, in the old days. Remember they had, like, yeah. uh, disco night? They burned disco yeah, records disco and, like, night. a yeah. riot started? <laughs> yeah. They, they actually the had, people don't realize this, Two a drunk dad and a drunk kid jumped out of the stands and beat the crap out of the Kansas City first base coach, and he was never able to coach again. Yeah, they were White Sox fans. Yeah. I'd be a White Sox fan. Bo Jackson, <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> I never liked the Cubs. Ferris Bueller. I always represent, you know, Ferris Bueller. Oh, yeah. Ferris Bueller. Tampa Bay's up 5-4 right now. Uh, Any other 
any other weather updates uh, for us? It, it, we got we got Cleveland and Detroit low in the mid thirties. Winds blowing a touch in from center field. Toronto, Baltimore, mid forties. Chance of rain most of the evening. It looks like something they should be able to play through, but there is rain in that game, so uh, you are taking a chance if you're going to play Toronto and Baltimore. I'd probably refrain from the pitchers, even though they're both good pitchers there. Uh, Milwaukee and St. Louis, mid-40s. Uh, I like Dylan Bundy tonight. I like them both, too, but the rain was All right, go, go, go through the weather. Go, go through the yeah, weather. Yeah, Cincinnati and Philadelphia, wind blowing slightly out to center field. Atlanta, Washington, 40 degrees. LA and Texas, mid-60s, winds blowing out to right field at over 10 miles an hour. So there's uh, some strong winds in Texas to right field. Houston, Minnesota, mid-30s. Seattle, KC, upper 30s. KC was buried with snow, too. And then San Diego and Colorado is 50 degrees in Colorado. So what's your deal? You said, you know, the weather scares you off. The one yeah. thing I don't like about weather is if it's a delay and a guy gets it extended, if a game starts an hour later, it always throws a pitcher off, Tony, right? And then sometimes yep. they scratch the pitcher because they're like, man, this guy's already thrown like 92 warm-up pitches through the yes. day. We're going to scratch him now. It's too late and it's raining and let's just throw a middle reliever out there to start this thing, right? That's the worry. Is that your worry? Yeah, and, and anytime it, you get a rain delay during a game, and if it's over 60 minutes, the guy's never going to come out. It takes 30 minutes to get the top on and off the field. So you're taking a risk there. I think a lot of times what you got to do is, so the way I go about it is I'll take the pitchers out of the lineup. Now, say let's just use Colorado, for instance. Say there's bad weather in Colorado and the game total is 11. A lot of people will take the hitters out, too. I'll leave the hitters in there because yeah. the games get played. They get played. I mean, after April and May, there's like three rainouts the entire season after April and May. And basically, they just wait, and they, and they can play the game. So I get these Colorado players at a discount because they only own 5 to 8%, and people make a mistake there. But the pitches you have to be careful for. If you're new to Daily Fantasy Baseball, if a player doesn't play, you get a zero. If the game canceled, you get a zero. So you have to – the weather is the uh, a version of the NBA. Uh, where we worry about the, it's always the something. NBA. <laughs> and, uh, it's I like got basketball. Some play, oh, it's like ah, oh, it already happened to me. Grandal got scratched already once to me, and I got screwed over uh, like that. Uh, I got right, some what, guys what out in the talking? NBA tonight too. Uh, Andre Drummond out. out tonight. Tim Hardaway Jr. and Enos Canner out. I like the Cleveland Cavaliers now, to be honest with you. Joel Harris out. Toronto Raptors updates. Here are the Raptors updates. No Serge Ibaka. He's going to rest. Fred Van Fleet. Um, is out. Lucas Nagera is out. And I'll tell you what, that means to the Raptors are not going to go after this game hard. Um, Sacramento Kings. Norman, Norman Powell got injured last night, too. Not that he's a huge fantasy key, but I think DeLon Wright uh, is actually a nice play tonight in that game. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. I think uh, there. Yeah. Kyle Lowry's a little banged up. They don't expect him to play that much tonight, but there's no official word on that. And then the Kings at San Antonio. Garrett Temple is out tonight. Scal Labasiri is out. Frank Mason is questionable. A yeah, lot, lot of injuries uh, this evening. So as far as the Clippers, too, uh, well, we'll get to basketball. I want to go through the baseball uh, first, but uh, Clippers, uh, Lou Williams going to be a game-time decision. Oh, guess, Jesus. Right? The Clippers, they have another injury. Uh, just to throw this one out there. Austin Rivers, who I like tonight, is out. Oh, all right. I'm going to have to scratch. So this. Austin this Rivers is out. Gallinari's out. Lou Williams is out. And, oh, actually, and add Milos Teodosic as well. well. Tobias Harris could get a lot of shots. <laughs> uh, this is what, we, what we're looking at tonight. 
These are the, this is why I told you I can get LeBron and Anthony Davidson. Tyron Wallace is going to start. Sindalis going well. And C.J. Williams. All three of those guys are going to get 30 minutes. You know, a cheap starter tonight, too, although he kind of sucks. But, it, you know, it depends. He might give you 34 points. He might give you 15 points. Colby Simmons, $3,600. Yeah, he's up and down. He's on a bad play uh, usually. One guy that is back is Gary Harris, which is the only defensive player in Denver. But I don't know how much he'll play tonight, to tell you the truth. He is uh, he is going to play. His minutes will be limited uh, somewhere in the 20s. All right, let's just blast through the NBA. Give your lineup. We'll get back to the baseball. Yeah. So I've got my lineup the... here right now if you want. I'll tell you. So I went with DeLon okay. Wright, $3,900. Yep. That's a good play. Dylan Dylan Brooks, $5,400. Good play. Jeff Green, $4,900. That, that's a good Nikolai, play. Uh, Nikolai Meritek, $6,100. Like You're liking my team so far. Nikolai so far, Jokic, $10,800. I don't know if Jokic, Kobe but Simmons, I like him. Kobe Simmons now, you know, Kobe Simmons, $3,600. Here's another roll of the dice, but the Raptors are going to play a lot of their bench tonight, Tony. And now with a Bach out, I like hearing this even more. Jacob uh, Pirtle, $3,400. So a little bit of roll of the dice, but he'll give us 17 If he plays more, he can give us a little bit more. And then I close Let it out. Let me ask you a question, because you, you might know better than me. Why did you play Poitle instead of Siakam? Um, uh, Siakam? Um, yeah. I like I like Siakam, but I find that it, the consistency factor. I sort of know Podol's going to give me 17 to 20. Siakam's all over the place. And another reason, Pony, I'm glad you asked the question, actually. Another reason is, out of all the guys on the Raptors bench in the second unit, I think Siakam is going to play more in the playoffs. I think he's sort of part of it. So I wouldn't be surprised if they sort of ease off him a little bit tonight as well because he's going to be one of the first guys off the bench in the playoffs. So I got Siakam in my lineup, and here's, here's why I went with him. He played 29 minutes in the last game, and he put up 20 fantasy points. Which and, is last night. Yeah. And I see with with a Bakker out, I think that he, you know, he grabs more time there. So that's why I was wondering if why he went there. Here's my lineup. I went with Wallace at point guard for the L.A. Clippers tonight. Uh, I went with your guy, Marshawn Bricks, $6,200 against Minnesota, who can't cover defensively. I got LeBron in for 12100 against the Knicks. The only problem now with LeBron is that um, – they might blow out the Knicks even on the on home court. Mary Titch, sixty one hundred bucks. Anthony Davis, eleven thousand six hundred. Sid Thornwell, he's only thirty one hundred. I feel like it's a gift. Like I said, I went with Siacom, thirty four hundred. And then of course in the last clipper, CJ Williams, three thousand. Siacom. Siacom. I like Siakam better. It is Siakam. I know. He, I know. He's from Toronto. She's a local kid. Siakam. Why is he from Toronto? He looks like he's from uh, with that kind of name. That doesn't look Canadian. Yeah. He looks yeah, like Toronto's a Native American. A, Toronto's a multicultural city. He played at New Mexico State. I got to be honest with you. I thought it was like a token local move to draft him in the second round. I was like, man, this kid's skinny. What's he? He can't shoot. What's he going to do? But... He's actually a pretty – he's like a poor man's uh, Andre Iguodala or something. Like, he's I like he's that. actually not a bad player, you know? That's a good comparison, actually. Thank you, Tony. You're on a roll tonight. <laughs> You're very good yeah, tonight. I'm, I'm bringing my A game today, huh? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Can't wait we for ready. the NBA playoffs. We're ready and raring to go. So that's the lineup tonight. Actually, though, I, I put that thing in a – I'm feeling confident about that team. I'm in a – What, the Raptors? 50 
No, my my fantasy team. Oh, your basketball team. All right. Yeah, I got a fifty dollar <laughs> entry. I feel I got Anthony Davis and LeBron in. I'm going in a fifty dollar tournament. Feeling. I can't wait for some playoff fantasy stuff. I'm going to start jumping in more, some some bigger head to heads and uh, and uh, roll uh, roll the dice. All right, let's talk some Major League uh, Baseball. We've got a ten game slate uh, for the seven oh five. Uh, card if you want to play some baseball here we were talking about Dylan Bundy now for betting purposes Tony I like the Baltimore Orioles uh, in this spot coming uh, winning three or four against the Yankees which screws us in the survivor pool man I don't know why I didn't take Houston man you know why I didn't do it? Because it was a three game series and I thought oh it's easier just to get a split yeah that's exactly why I went with New York (laughs) yeah yeah great great job Houston were freaking lucky to win too man you know, if Houston didn't win, everybody would have been eliminated. Everybody either had the everybody would have been eliminated. Then we could have just all said, "All right, we're all still in." Yeah. Everybody yeah. would have been out. But no, there were three guys that took the Astros. One guy took the White Sox. Pretty ballsy. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, like three guys took the Astros. One White Sox, and everybody else had the Yankees. So. So we'll you like Baltimore you Orioles tonight, minus 120 yeah. at home against your guy, Jay Happ. Yeah, so you know what, Jay Happ surprising me so far? We can, we'll more sort of betting and fantasy here, Tony. Is, I'm, I'm pretty surprised by the amount of strikeouts that he's getting. And he striked out nine in, in, his, in, the, in his last uh, game. But Dylan Bundy coming in here, man, he's only given up one run in 13 innings of work so far. He struck out 15 batters, given up one run. Um, uh, man, I don't have to be uh, Bill James uh, or Dane Perry to tell you. I'm not the big metric guy here, but pretty good numbers there, Tony, for Dylan Bundy uh, so far this year. 15 strikeouts, one earned run in, in 13 innings of work. And then I throw in the fact that he's 3-0 and with a 0.76 earned run average and seven uh, career appearances against the Blue Jays, and there's a lot to like about Dylan Bundy tonight. I'll tell you what, and the other thing is that the Toronto, Ra- uh, Toronto Raptors, the Toronto Blue Jays' <laughs> offense is definitely susceptible to some strikeouts there as well. Uh, so I, I actually think it's actually a, a decent play. And I like both pitches in this contest because I think the Baltimore Orioles can be uh, a team that has some strikeouts there. And if you're looking at the pitchers and you see the prices of some of the major uh, pitches that you got to pay up for tonight, those guys give you a nice option, saving you two or 3000 bucks. What do you think of Max Scherzer uh, this evening? Max Scherzer, um, he just pitched against uh, these guys last week and yeah. got hit a little bit. What, what, what do you what do you make of this one? For betting purposes, I'm staying away from the Nats. I hate this team. They always screw me, man. I, I had them last the, night. I have three different lineups going tonight, and, uh, and basically the hitters are about the same, but I've mixed up the pitchers. I don't have Scherzer as any of them. I prefer Noah Syndergaard and Justin Verlander tonight. Uh, to him, uh, Scherzer is one of those guys that uh, can get he's gonna get you a ton of strikeouts no matter what. But he's been allowing home runs, and the Atlanta uh, lineup has scored the most runs in baseball. And Powerful offense are, so far. Yeah, the left-handed bats are crushing the ball there. So Tony, they're averaging. At, it's nine games. They're averaging six point eight nine runs per ball game. <laughs> Yeah, so the Marlins' batting order is not great, but they don't strike out a lot. But I'm still going to use Syndergaard because he's just in the, he's he he will get strikeouts no matter who he faces. And then Verlander is a little cheaper than these guys, and I don't think he'll be as heavily owned. So I'm going with Syndergaard first, and then Verlander second. 
And then I dropped down to John Gray, which I never put a pitcher in Colorado, but against San Diego without Will Myers in that lineup, that San Diego lineup looks really weak. Uh, I'm going to use John Gray, who looked fantastic his last time out. Yeah, Colorado coming off a rare shutout as well. You know, I was considering laying a run and a half for that baseball game, Tony. I did. So it, yeah, it's plus 100, right? It's not bad. I, You know, yep. I, I probably well, I posted, uh, I told people, ah, lay the 185 or whatever. I think Colorado's going to you know, beat them up uh, tonight. I, interesting number here as far as Bryce Harper's concerned. How about this, Tony? Bryce Harper has more home runs than five Major League Baseball teams and the same amount as one other team so far this year. Yeah, so uh, Bryce Harper tonight is a great play. Uh, you're talking about Julio Turan. Julio Turan has... Bad splits at home and horrible splits against lefties. Uh, so everything is going in his favor. The the home ballpark situation there in Atlanta, when you read Julio Turan's splits, you, you, you can throw that out because that ballpark is just bad for everybody against left-handed bats. And then Julio Turan's just bad against left-handed bats, whether it's home or road. Uh, so I think that's a little overblown. And uh, I like I like uh, Bryce Hopper tonight. He's expensive. Mike Trout's expensive. I do have them both in a couple lineups there. And one other cheap pitcher I didn't get to was Garrett Richards tonight. Um, Richards has been up and down so far this season, and he's pitching in Texas, which is a good ballpark usually. Um, but he has a 14% swing strike rate. He has a fastball, so he's been throwing 97 miles an hour. I think Garrett Richards is going to rack up some strikeouts. Uh, a pitcher that I think is a nice play against, and I like the Cardinals tonight, although I don't know what I'm going to get from Mikolas on the hill. But Shasin is getting lit up, Tony. He's given up 10 <laughs> runs and 14 hits in nine innings over his first two starts so far this year. He's 0-6 with a 5-8-9 earned run average against the Cardinals in his career. There's not a lot to like about the Brewers, uh, Hulis, uh, Shasin uh, this evening. I think I think he's a player. And a guy that we didn't talk about, uh, actually, uh, Tony, and a, and a player and a pitcher that I thought maybe you'd be taking a look at uh, here. Uh, tonight is uh, Jacob Junis uh, tonight. Yeah. So what do you, what do you make of Junis? Yeah. Junis a lot of hype guy, about I, him in fantasy world right now. Yeah. So he's a guy I have on a lot of season-long teams, and I have him in my lineup uh, there. The weather was a concern earlier today with that kids, but it looks like they're going to be okay to play there, and I didn't want to get caught up in the weather. And then you look at this team tonight with uh, Junis going out there. Uh, against Seattle. Seattle doesn't strike out a ton, and his salary is a little higher than I thought at 7000 bucks. This is $7,000. Um, like, I, I look at Richards, he's, he's, he's $600 cheaper, and I'm saying, man, I can get a little strike up there. I like Mikolas, too, and he's uh, only 300 bucks cheaper. Milwaukee's a better offense there, so I stayed away from him. A pitcher that's been killing it so far this year, too. He's been godly. Zach Godly. That golly's not a bad play tonight. I do have him in some lineups. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll talk more baseball on the other side.
weekend fantasy update. If you want Machado to hit third because you want him to drive and runs because Chris Davis strikes out too much, well, how does that work then if you put Chris Davis up first and he doesn't get on base? And I wouldn't put Davis first. They don't have anybody. That's the bottom line. They don't have anybody. But still, I'm not putting Chris Davis there because he doesn't put the ball in play. He's going to strike out. He doesn't walk a lot. He's certainly not going to steal any bases. Can't really run. He's more of a, a base clogger. Saturdays from noon to 2 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Hey, I'm Jeff. Look, I'm just a skeleton. I don't have an ACL anymore, but I'd still like to know what it means when one of my fantasy players sprains his. That's why I use the Inside Injuries app. It was created by real doctors. So you're getting information directly from people who have seen, touched, and operated on actual ACLs. Take it from me, a skeleton. If you weren't using it, you might as well just be guessing. Download the free app today and unlock the secrets of injury analysis. Fantasy. In Arizona, has a humidor had any noticeable effect? No, as I was say, I don't think we have any idea how it's playing yet because we don't know, one, if they're tankering with it, and two, we've seen the home runs at the beginning. We're still going out like crazy, and then we've seen the reverse. I wouldn't say you can even put any weight into what the humidor is doing until the end of the month. In terms of sample size, he's absolutely right. The way that the ball came off the bat and the way that it sounded, Tweeg and Chris Tiller, they squared up a few pitches of Zach Godley, and it seemed like it just died on the warning track. Weekdays on FNTSY Radio and live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube stream. You might not see any palm trees or cacti out your window, but spring training is here, so it's time to draft. And here on the Fantasy Baseball Hour with Al Melkier, we have everything you need to assemble your best team. We'll be breaking down all the offseason player movement and zeroing in on the trends that will keep you ahead of your league mates on draft day and beyond. So tune in to the Fantasy Baseball Hour with Al Melkier from Monday to Friday right here on Fantasy Sports Radio between 3 and 4 p.m. Eastern or between noon and 1 p.m. Pacific time. And I'll see you out there on the virtual diamond. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Lineup lock live. Truzilla checks in, says AccuWeather says the rain is due after 10 in Baltimore. Craig Martin says, why don't we do another Survivor after the Major League Baseball All-Star game? That one will uh, last longer. <laughs> yeah, we're one well, we week able, in. This yeah, is we shorter than you, one you and Matt, Tony. Yeah, shorter yeah, than we you might be able to do, Yeah, we might uh, be able to do one next week. Yeah. Football Survivors, <laughs> a little funner than baseball. We're out. Stupid Yankees. Stanton striking out at an alarmingly high rate. Um, That's crazy. I, you know what? Man. I saw that Stanton struck out more already this year than Joe DiMaggio did in one year once. But here's Joe the DiMaggio crazy part, right? Times. He's on pace for 54 homers, 126 RBIs. I guess people will take that with his 300 strikeouts. Yeah, I don't know. I guess they'll cheer him when he hits a home run one every eight, nine at-bats, right? And then they'll boom the other, the other six. <laughs> The other, the other six or seven times. So, yeah, I was talking about Zach Godley on the way out, but um, Zach Godley has uh, been rock solid uh, so far uh, this year. Um, and you know, he's I got love some... the ballpark. I love the ballpark yeah. in San Francisco. The pitch in, um, not a Paul great Goldschmidt offense. here. Paul Goldschmidt, yes. Tony, some sick numbers in this park. He hits three ten, nine home runs, forty one RBIs uh, in fifty nine games in his career and... at AT and T Park. He's one of the top five hitters in all of baseball against left-handed pitching. So 
You got Derek Holland, who can't break a pane of glass. You got uh, the ballpark he comes in. Hey, Paul Goldschmidt is a good ball player uh, tonight. I, I don't like playing guys in San Francisco, but Paul Goldschmidt, no park's going to hold him back. Nothing can stop Goldie. But my first baseman, he's my second choice at first baseman tonight. I like Joey Votto the best. Uh, Lively, the uh, Philadelphia pitcher, does not. Uh, left-handed bats well. He does not do a good job. Uh, most of my lineups tonight will have Joey Votto, Scooter Jeanette, and Jose Peraza on the cheap at shortstop tonight. Uh, so those three players will be in my lineup, most of my lineups tonight. All right, so why don't you share some of these uh, lineups uh, with people that want to tell you? All right, here's what we got. Noah Syndergaard, $12,300 against the Miami Marlins. John Gray against San Diego, $7,900. Uh, you, you don't get rich playing pitchers in uh, Colorado. To, uh, tonight we're taking an exception to the rule. Uh, we're going with Tucker Barnhart, catcher, $2,800 against Philly. Joey Votto, $4,200 against Philly. Scooter Jeanette against Philly, 3200 Then Ryan Shrimp, saving a little money at 2500 bucks. This is a guy that's either going to strike out or hit a home run, and you know what we're rooting for there. Jose Peraza, 2900 That allows me, the Ryan Shrimp, uh, $2,500 salary, allows me to get Bryce Hopper and Mike Trout in my lineup tonight. So I got Hopper and Trout in my lineup, and then I am taking a flyer on Cincinnati outfielder Philip Irvin in that lineup tonight. So I have one... Two, three, four, five Reds in my lineup tonight against the Philadelphia Phillies. Swinging for the fences with the Cincinnati Reds. I actually like the uh, I like the Phillies in this game. Although Gabe Kapler always scares me. Gabe, Gabe, uh, they put up the Phillies put up twenty runs though this weekend in the game, right? Yeah, yeah. They finally uh, they finally uh, came came to life a little bit. They're going to start racking up some wins. Um, You've got uh, Ben Lively on the hill tonight against Corey Reed. The money keeps yes. coming in. The number keeps climbing on the Phillies uh, here in this spot. Hoskins continues to kill it. 11 uh, for 25. The team, the team can hit. I just think it's going to be they got to keep Jake Arrieta healthy for the Philadelphia Phillies to be successful because I think after the top two pitches of Nolan and Arrieta, uh, it's going to be tough for this uh, Phillies team to get any consistent pitching, and they certainly can't afford any injuries. Uh, Franco is starting to heat up right now, Tony. Six for 12, two home runs, uh, 10 RBIs in his last three games. He's going to have to. Uh, this is basically make or break for his job. Uh, one of the things with Kingery there is that he could he could take over uh, based at third base or second base or shortstop, whoever's not getting that job done. Uh, so Mikel Franco is a situation where, hey, it's time to put up or shut up. J.P. Crawford, 0 for 16 with seven strikeouts in his last five games. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I watch him in spring training, and it's tough when you watch a kid, right, for you know one time and you hear all this stuff about him and you hear all these prospect people because there are more prospect people than ever in the history of baseball. Like People loved like, all these young players, and I'm like, this is the guy they're talking about? This guy doesn't look good. The only other guy that I, I, I've ever said that about, and he's playing actually pretty good to start this season, is Dansby Swanson in the Braves shortstop? I'm like, yeah, really? Yeah. All this talk about this guy just looks like a regular dude. Yeah, there's always big hype. You're right about every kid. I remember Story came in, and uh, it's hard to sustain the hype, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to sustain it. 
It's funny because I see a guy like Moncada from the uh, White Sox, and I get it. That guy looks like a football player playing baseball, and he's got a, like a gifted athletic body, and I could see it. But Dansby Swanson looks like a guy, you know, just a regular guy, and, and, and you always wonder about those type of players and how are these guys, uh, people thinking they're more gifted athletically. In baseball, you don't have to be a superior athlete, but we're seeing more and more of these guys, you know, become big, big uh, home run hitters. And that's all baseball is these days, right? We don't steal bases anymore. Uh, we no. have uh, guys that strike out 36% of the time. And it's, it's acceptable. A, yeah. yeah, it's a home run. Remember when we out. were young? Remember when we were young? I remember, like, people thought Dave Kingman was a loser. Oh, <laughs> you, know I mean? you, you won't believe like, this. I, like, I remember... I'm like, even as a kid, I was like, yeah, whatever. The guy hit 30 home runs or 38 home runs, yeah. but he strikes out all the time. He's not a real player. So now, like, he'd, he'd be he'd be Stanton now almost, or Judge almost. No. It's crazy how it's changed. No, no, you don't even know. We, we, we found this out two weeks ago. We were talking about the same thing. Dave Kingman only struck out 24% of the time. We thought he wow. struck out every time. <laughs> like, in today's baseball, he'd be a contact hitter. <laughs> Look it's up very, Dave Kingman's stats. It's insane. It's crazy. You know, it's almost like basketball in a sense, Tony, that, you know, the, the mid-range jumper is almost viewed as archaic, right? You know, the Houston, the, the Houston Rockets and, and Mobley, they're built on analytics. And same with Golden State. They pretty much started this, and Houston's into it as well, in which they believe Michigan, same thing, beeline. He hates, he gets pissed when these kids take a long-range two-point shot. It's either dunk the ball or hit a three. And that's the new deal right now in baseball. And, you know, money comes into play here, man. I, remember, I don't know if you remember Brad Wilkerson. Brad Wilkerson was yep. a pretty good ball player, Expo. U.S. Olympian, yeah, Florida Gator, and in an expo. And, you know, sort of a 280 type of guy, play defense, just sort of old-school ball player. Can play defense, going to hit 278 for you, 282. Um, biggest mistake, but worst thing that ever happened to this kid, Tony. Uh, he hit 20-plus home runs one year, and it's like third year in the league. And basically then everyone was like, can you hit 30 home runs, right? Can you build it up from here? His agent, um, the team, and basically he was starting to strike out all the time. And I, I actually asked him. I said I was friends with him. So it was like off off the air type thing. I asked him. I said, dude, I said, you're always swinging for defenses now, man. It's pretty obvious. Like I said, what's up with that? And he goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, I know. And he goes, it kind of bothers me and stuff, but... He goes, it's pretty simple. You make more money when you hit home runs. <laughs> yeah. He basically yeah. stated, he goes, when I had 20 home runs, he goes, my agent told me, man, teams were flipping out. And basically, he said, I, I got to get it to 25 home runs and I'll get a bigger contract. And he goes, sorry, he goes, nobody cares about hitting 270. <laughs> like, he was, and that's the thing. The players have it in their mind, right? It's strike out or hit a home run. That's fine. Yeah, you know, here I get Dave Kingman's numbers in front of me. Gabe, his last year in the league, he had 35 home runs. He struck out 20% of the time. In uh, the year before that, he had 30 home runs. He struck out 17% of the time. He struck but out the perception at the time, of, like you said, was yeah, it, it was a strikeout He was the guy. worst. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how much baseball has changed. Greg Luzinski, was what was his strikeout numbers like? Oh, the bull. Remember him? Remember Greg, the bull. Greg, Greg Luzinski. The bull. Greg Luzinski. When he got a hold of a ball, Tony, he would launch it sometimes, man. 
You know what was the greatest thing is Greg Luzinski and John Cruck gave the average guy like the opportunity that maybe they could make it if they just stuck with sports. Uh, Greg Luzinski only struck out 18% of the time his final year, 19% of the time on his career. Interesting. Yeah, the, the numbers have changed. Like these From guys. Era, what about Mike Schmidt? I'll throw one more at you because Mike, to me, Mike Schmidt, one of the most lethal home run hitters of his, of the time, dangerous, scary hitter. And uh, what what was his strikeout rate like? Mike Schmidt struck out 18% of the time. His last two years, he only struck out 9% of the time. So they're just, they were, are, were they smarter hitters, more patient? I think they just the try days? to make contact. They Like yeah. these guys nowadays, there's no I think no they understood baseball, up. though, no more. I think they understood. Yeah. I think like oh, yeah. Mike Schmidt was a student of the game, understood what pitch was coming next, sort of like a George Brett type. I think even the power hitters in the old days sort of took more pride in knowing the pitchers and knowing the game. I think a lot of young guys get up there, Tony, and have no freaking idea what the guy knows. You know what I mean? The pitcher, they might know a bit from the, the generic scouting report that the team gives them, but I doubt a lot of these young kids are sitting in their hotel room breaking down tape every night. Here's the other problem is that now strikeouts are not perceived as being a negative by management. Like, if you struck out 30% of the time in the 80s and 90s, you were going to the minors. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, you can't hit, kid. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's you get up every third at bat. You're going to strike out. You were going to the minors. You know another guy that was sort of uh, non-athletic looking, but he could really steam a ball from the same era. Tony Gorman Thomas. <laughs> oh, I met Gorman, Gorman Thomas. Complete a hole. It was he. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is how I met Gorman Thomas. My dad was in the National Guard with Raleigh Fingers, former Milwaukee and, Brewer. If people are wondering, yeah. Yeah. So Raleigh Fingers was uh, is a Hall of Famer with the Oakland A's and the Milwaukee Brewers. Roll A's relief guy. <laughs> yeah. And my dad was in the uh, uh, so I I met him a, a few times, and every time we play, I go to the games. And uh, I, I met Gorman Thomas, and I met Pete Vukovic, a former Milwaukee Brewer, uh, after the game. And Gorman Thomas was yeah, he was a complete a hole. I love that old school brewer hat, though. Oh, I do too. You know, and that's the one thing too. You know, we we uh, as a politically correct society, how are we glorifying a man going down a slide to a cup of beer for our children? Won't our children be forever scalded or or want to soak up the suds when they get older because they want to be Bernie Brewer? Dude, it's like two fifty a beer there too. It's really cheap. It's like they can't charge oh my a lot God. for beer in Milwaukee. Time you know? out. Same. Time out. Time out. Uh, this is the most. You want to talk about problems in our country? I, I, my country has a lot of problems. I paid nine dollars for a twenty-five ounce beer at the Tampa Ray game, and I was like, "Oh my God! At least I got an extra ounce. It's twenty-five ounces instead of twenty-four." I was thinking. <laughs> then I went to the Lightning game an hour later, and I paid yeah. fifteen dollars for the same beer. $15. The same beer wow. in the same city at the same, just at a different arena. Six bucks more. They're charging 15 bucks a beer at Tampa Bay Lightning games? Yeah. That's insane, man. I remember in the old days, the Tampa Bay Lightning used to have like all you could drink nights trying to get fans to go. Oh, and now it's crazy. If people are outside watching the games drinking for $15 a beer. I want to ask you, um, you brought up Syndergaard earlier. New York Mets off to a great start so far. Uh, seven and one on the season. Oh, real uh, real quick, Giannis Antetokounmpo out tonight for Milwaukee. Uh, if you're betting or playing DFS, Antetokounmpo's out for Milwaukee tonight. 
Gotta love the NBA. What, 23 minutes till tip-off? <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon will About play 15 minutes tonight. It's against Orlando. Milwaukee, minus 10 and a half. Yes. Yeah, so looking at the numbers, yeah, we didn't go over the point spreads tonight in the NBA. Toronto Raptors laying five and a half on the road at Detroit. Everybody's hurt for Detroit. Uh, Raptors have already locked up the one seat. It's it's a meaningless basketball game. But the Raptors are sort of still trying a bit. They're trying to keep their momentum going. Brooklyn Nets and the Chicago Bulls. Tony, I'm going to check on StubHub right now. How much do you think tickets are going for for this? I say $6. I was going to go 3 Six six No, 6 is the minimum on StubHub. I should know. Oh, that's then, yeah, that's, that's yeah. it. Are you sure? I thought I've seen less. No, six after fees and all that. They you know they got to make a couple of bucks. <laughs> right. um, holy crap! Good luck with this. Sixteen dollars. Forget it. That's, uh, it's that's fan appreciation. Rough. It's fan appreciation night tonight. Fan appreciation night. So what does that what, mean? What are they? Means Conor McGregor got? doesn't attack you outside the Barclays Center. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised the tickets are that much, Tony, actually, $16. It is Brooklyn. Yeah, I get it. If if they were still in New Jersey, it'd be 6 bucks. Yeah, let's play play the ticket price game tonight for some of these bad games. So I'm not betting on that game. Cleveland and the Knicks. Cleveland and Knicks. It's LeBron. How much do you think that's going to cost? This is uh, 102. 102 to get into the world's most famous arena tonight. Cheapest seat in the house. Wow. King James. No crown, Tony. $27. Oh, my God. To see the Cleveland Cavaliers? And the New York Knicks. Uh, well, that's the problem. It is in Cleveland, so it's not in New York. My bad. I thought it was in New York. Okay, okay. Cleveland. I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. $27. They're, I get it. They're waiting for the playoff. No, the Knicks are not there. Forget about it. All right, Tony, this game, what's up with Miami? Are, like, people getting sat? Because it's up to four and a half now. And I don't, I, you can't trust Oklahoma City laying four and a half on the road here. I actually like the Heat in this game. Yeah, I don't have any uh, players listed as out for the Heat tonight. Yeah, I don't, I don't get this. It's up to four and a half, plus 165 on the money line. Sign me up. Scorching Miami Heat. It's Carton and Friends. When you see what happened, all beat against Tampa. You see, that's why people went crazy after the first game when Stan hit the two home runs. Because you see, it's a scary word in sports. And the word is, you know what the word is? You don't know what it is. No, you know what the word I is? Yep, I know what the word What's is. What's the, the word? Potential. My oh. man, pots and pans. Oh. That's exactly what the word is. Potential. When you know the potential's there, we get ourselves all crazy. Weekdays, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 immediately. That's 800-955-3793. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and 
and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-3793 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-3793. That's 800-955-3793. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 for your free author submission kit. Skix sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip on, and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must-have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix sneakers, the soul of a true fan. I think it might be pizza night tonight. Oh, really? I, I'm a, yeah, I, just, uh, I, I just don't really feel like cooking anything, Tony. Oh, I yeah, do have to go to the case. grocery store, but I get still want to live it. Yeah, I got to go to the store, but there's a pizza place near the store. That's when you know you're like a degenerate. I'm going to go to the grocery store and like I'll order a pizza before I go to the grocery store. <laughs> yes. I'll buy something healthy for the future and then eat the pizza after. Mm. I like that. I like that. You have a plan. That's the key. Yeah, you got to got to have a plan. <laughs> we, the plan, the plan is in place. All right. Uh, so, uh, countdown is on uh, right now. We were talking about the New York Mets as uh, as we went to break uh, before Florio interrupted us. But uh, nice choice of music, uh, Florio. And I know we didn't have a choice, but but to interrupt us. But uh, great start for the New York Mets uh, on the season. Is this a flat spot? Is this a letdown? And you brought up Syndergaard earlier. He was on a pitch count, 92 pitches in his last outing against Philadelphia. So um, are you worried about the pitch count? And what do you make of the Mets after uh, sweeping the Nationals? Is this a letdown against the Marlins tonight? Uh, You know, it's a perfect scenario. We've seen these things happen before. So I don't want to say no. Uh, but I'm not worried about the pitch count. 92 to 100 isn't that big of a difference, you know what I'm saying, uh, that a lot of people there. The one thing I'm, I'm concerned about is that sometimes these Marlins, when you look at it early in the season, yeah, they're offensive challenge. You don't know the names. You need a program, but they don't strike out a lot. So I'm, I'm hoping we can get a strikeout per inning uh, from our guy, Noah Syndergaard, tonight. I brought something up earlier, actually, Tony, and it's kind of it's pissing me off, actually. I'm noticing there's a media, media smear job going in right now on, on Odell Beckham. Now, we brought up Ray Lewis yeah. earlier. Ray Lewis is a tool, man, you know? And remember Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend, Colin, uh, Ray Lewis was, like, saying Colin Kaepernick shouldn't do this and shouldn't do that. And uh, Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend sent Ray Lewis a picture on, on Twitter and uh, of Samuel Jackson in that uh, in that Quentin Tarantino movie, and basically said, "Shut up!" Like hey, all you do is suck up to the league, and and now it's just you know we see that it's persisting. And I just want to bring this up now because I see Jason Lack and Fora, and it's always just there's a few media puppets that the NFL has, and oh, yeah. 
Here's Jason Lockin for front page CBS right now. OBJ drama persists. How does drama persist, Tony? Because Ray Lewis called him out? Like, how is that drama on him? Like, you know, I, I swear to God, two weeks from now, Tony, he's going to be colluding with Putin, and, and, and uh, he's in with the Russians, uh, Odell. Like, I'm seeing what's going on right now. We always talk about this. Your, your city, Boston, does it all the time, Tony. You know the old Boston hit job on the way out, right? Every player on the way out there, the dirty laundry, this guy did this, he's that, to justify. Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Thomas played a day after his sister died. He was a hero in Boston, and then he was the biggest scumbag, selfish kid ever on the way out, right? They always do this, but the media hit job has started right now on Odell Beckham, where the mainstream guys that don't know him, just step up and start, and now, ooh, he's causing problems. Now it's a problem because he showed up at the giant function. It's like if he doesn't show up, then he's a bad guy. If he shows up, he's right. a bad guy. It's ridiculous, you know? No, that's the whole thing is that, yeah, once he decided he was going to show up and, and just at least be there, I said there's no way they're going to trade him. He, he's there. He's actually doing more than most guys would do in that situation. So, yeah, they definitely like to attack him. And he's made it easy to them at some points, and he shows that it gets to him every once in a while. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's absolutely a guy that, uh, I don't know, I think the media has a fun time trolling. Put it this way, too, and if he wasn't up for, for a contract and he wasn't trying to negotiate now, there wouldn't be this smear job on him as much. You know, if the Giants if the Giants want to protect him, but we see it all the time. Peter King, and I like Peter King, but Peter King is another one that will, you know, that's how these guys get their access, Tony, right? That's how they keep their access to, to the National that's Football League. That's how they yeah. get, keep their jobs, right? That's how they, they're there and they're allowed to be there forever by printing whatever the GMs and the owners of the teams want them to, right? Say this guy is bad. Say this guy smokes too much weed. Say that this guy's a drama queen. Say, you know, they always do it. Pittsburgh's doing it now with Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell's onto it, too. Eh? He's like, I see you all smearing me. I know what you're doing. Because <laughs> like, it, it, It's the, crazy. But- Pittsburgh, they're trying to set it up so people in Pittsburgh aren't as pissed when they don't pay him any leaves. Right? So you start planting the stories. He's a bad guy. He's selfish. All he cares about is money. He doesn't care about the Steelers. And then, you know, basically after the propaganda of a couple of months, it adds up. And then finally, you know, Joe Sixpack in Pittsburgh says, man, F Le'Veon Bell, man. He doesn't want to be here. Screw him. That's the little game that they play these teams. They smear the players publicly to try to get the fans to think the players are jerks. I've seen this firsthand for years. And the whole thing is, when you think about all these these guys, there's three or four guys in the NFL that break all the stories, get all the access. They are, uh, you know, they are pawns in the whole NFL scheme. And this is a league that's built uh, now on doing things with whatever they want and spinning. Well, it's stories like Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, it's like Chris Collinsworth. Collinsworth knows football, right? I mean, uh, you know, the the the, the football uh, footballfocus.com. I mean, the guy knows football. Yeah. Right, like we know he knows football. Yet when he's on the broadcast, have you ever heard him say that's a bad call once? Oh, gee shucks, you know. And I, you know, he agrees with the original call, and then they'll overturn it, and he agrees with the overturn. It's like, dude, like you, it's like your your opinion means nothing. And then he goes, oh, gee shucks, you know. Well, you know, the refs have a real tough job, and I, I, I'm glad I'm not down there out making that call, as opposed to saying, you know what, you know, to Sean McDonough. 
Sean McDonough will actually say, that's a horrible call. The, the league has yes. to do better with the refereeing. And Sean McDonough loses the job after. Right? Sean McDonough yes. actually, Sean McDonough tells it like it is during games. Even during the basketball, the NCAA tournament. He was like, Michigan are getting screwed here. They, you know, well, that's that, why. Networks don't like that, right? No, he, he was the Red Sox announcer. And people don't realize, his dad is the biggest sports writer maybe in the history of uh, Boston, yeah, Will, Will McDonough. Will McDonough. Right? Yeah, I remember he used to be yeah, on so NBC it, football coverage. Yeah. yeah, so Sean gets the job doing the Red Sox, but he's like a real journalist, and he tells whatever he thinks is happening. And he's so he was a little too critical shoot. of the Red Sox. Yeah, <laughs> and it, that was it, and he was gone. He's a good broadcaster, too. You know, I got to respect oh, the yeah. guy. That he really doesn't care. Like, he'll do Monday Night Football and call it like he sees it. And if yeah. you fire me, you fire me. All right. You know? Yeah, no, he doesn't care. He just likes to, you know, he likes to have enough money for like six millilites, and uh, he's okay. Yeah, no, good broadcaster. Very good broadcaster. And he's, uh, he's lost some high-profile jobs uh, over the years. Uh, there's a report that the Giants like Darnold and not Josh Rosen which seems to be a common theme with a lot of these media reports, which almost leads me to believe that Josh Rosa will be the first player taken in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to be the one sitting there, uh, you know, uh, no. Aaron Rodgers style. No, I, I'm, I sincerely highly doubt that. And other NFL news too, Tony. Figure you like this one. Uh, Trevor Davis of the Green Bay Packers. You see this kid got arrested. Trevor Davis of the Green Bay Packers oh, yes. got arrested. He was at LAX International in Los Angeles at the airport. He's going to Hawaii with his girlfriend. Um, security, TSA asked him, what do you have in your bag? He looked to his girlfriend and said, did you remember to pack the explosives? Yes. She said, yes, yeah. I did. Ha, ha, ha. Hawaiian Airlines uh, worker didn't uh, think it was funny, called security, and they were arrested. <laughs> now, this is the weird thing because... He didn't make a threat, and they actually eavesdropped on his conversation. So how, what can he be arrested for? <laughs> it's right? Like he wasn't fire speaking to, directly to it's the, like It's them. like yelling fire at a movie theater. You can't say the word bomb in an airport. He, but him and his girl were having a conversation. What if, and Mike's going to kill Legally, you. Legally, you're right, the, though. Right, right. So if I'm the lawyer, here's what I want to say. Bomb is their little secret word for dildo, and they wouldn't go on vacation without it because he has to satisfy her. Or it could have been like, uh, like the Chinese bomb, you know, like the cream that you rub on, you rub on your muscles. You know what I mean? A medical bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really yes, could be. Uh, yeah. Or a lip Let's bomb, say, right? Yeah, yeah. lip bomb. We, yeah. Did you bring the yeah. bomb? Yeah, I got the bomb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I think these uh, TSA agents are actually taking things a little too far. I think they know everything. Yeah. I'm going to throw in the fact that the fact that Trevor Davis is black probably didn't help the situation either. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. If if, if Richie Incognito did it, everyone probably laughs. Yeah, let him through. You know what I mean? But you know what's crazy about that? Is most of the crimes in America are by white, crazy, red, uh, usually uh, southern gentlemen. Like uh, Richie Incognito. Like <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Like Richie Incognito. Right? I mean, the World Trade you Center see, was a couple of white guys. Richie Incognito. <laughs> Richie Incognito fired his agent on Twitter last week. No. And, yeah. And, uh, 
And Richie Incognito loves Trump and stuff. Like he he goes to the rallies. He really you know he's, he's a big Trump guy. So it's funny that like Incognito thinks he's like Trump, right? He thinks it's funny that he fires his agent on Twitter. Do you think Richie's gonna run uh, for something? God, he'd probably win. I don't know, dude. I don't want to live in a country in which Richie Incognito is in charge of anything. <laughs> besides <laughs> besides the offensive line, <laughs> you know. He is a total psycho, but he's a pretty good football player. He's a, well, he's had a long career. He's going to be doing something right. And uh, he's not paying for meals. All right. Um, it's pretty crazy, too, eh, that Rich Incognito just signed, like, a contract extension. And that was the thing. The agent didn't want him to take a pay cut. He was supposed to make $6 million a year this year, and I guess the agent, like, told the Bills he's not taking a pay cut. And Incognito, like, fired the agent and called the Bills and said, I'll take the pay cut. <laughs> like, Incognito's not dumb, right? He's like, all right, all right. You know, I've been around this league for a long time. If they're, you know, basically, if they're going to release me instead, I'll take the 3.75 mil right now. But, you know, it's a cold world in the National Football League. We'll start talking more NFL football as the draft approaches, start busting into some draft props. We got a question on Twitter for you. They wanted to know how your racist parlay went. Oh, my international parlay. Yes. <laughs> well, for the record, Doug Gim was the low amateur. So we yes. cashed that. We cashed that at plus, uh, plus three, three, three. You know what? I cashed out the parlay. Really? I cashed out. Yeah, like the sports book that I was betting at allows you to uh, cash out at a profit because I already won the two other ones. So to be honest, I don't even know if, uh, I don't even know if Matsuyama finished ahead. Let's see. He had a good Sunday. He might have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did, and I probably screwed myself of about 10% of my earnings. Leaderboard. Gabe, Gabe Moore. He, 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 he was battling with Cordera. Yeah, 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 he won. The parlay won. The parlay won. Yeah, I cashed it out for a profit, so I won too. But, yeah, the parlay won, and we hit Doug Gim. So my international parlay won. No, you, you call it the racist parlay. It was the unified parlay. It was the United oh, the Nations. Uniform. I was, yeah, it was United Nations together for a parlay, and uh, Doug Gim, <laughs> Doug Gim, thanks to Dan Daly. I told you the guy's a stud. Daly uh, gives us Doug Gim at plus three 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 to be the top amateur journey was. And uh, it was crazy, as a lot of us were on uh, Paul Casey, and what a Sunday he had. Uh, why couldn't he play like that all weekend, Tony? Freaking frustrating. Uh, yeah, I know. Casey, Casey, 74, 75, and 69, 65. I expected 69s and 65 for all four rounds, and we would have been right in the mix, Tony. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things where, you know, it's crazy. DraftKings actually changed. Um, their, they used to do, you know, you bet the four days, you have the four days, and then they were two-days tournaments. Now they've done it to, on Saturday, you do just Saturday, and on Sunday, you do just Sunday. So they could get another extra day out of golf. All right, let's get let's get to our plays of the day here. All right, let's start off some Major League Baseball here. I'm taking the Philadelphia Phillies. Taking the Philadelphia Phillies uh, this evening. I'm taking the St. Louis Cardinals. Picking on Shasin tonight. Cardinals minus one forty-five. Dylan Bundy. Dylan Bundy, Polk High School's uh, best pitcher ever. 
going to be uh, stepping up. And in tonight, we, we talked about uh, Bundy. Bundy's been on fire this year, guys. 13 innings of work, 15 strikeouts, only giving up one run. Uh, he's got a great uh, great career numbers against. Uh, he's never lost to the Jays, actually. We'll lay the minus 115 with the Baltimore Orioles uh, this evening. Taking the Houston Astros uh, tonight, Tony. Generally don't like laying this type of chalk. Um, but uh, Verlander, well, I'll keep riding this Verlander train until it stops. Down to minus 165 right now. And Lance Lynn's terrible, dude. Guy's a gas can. I've got no confidence like the the, uh, the gasket in Seinfeld's car. I've got no confidence in this gasket at all. Uh, give me uh, the Houston Astros at minus 165 in this game. Seattle and Kansas City. I'm going to go under eight runs, Tony. Lower scoring baseball game here. I think I think Junis is going to you know shut him down. I think Seattle's offense struggles here on the road here this evening. I don't know who's going to win the game. Casey's bullpen could blow it late, but I think it's a lower scoring game. Under eight. And uh, me and Tony talked about it. Um, the, the, the Rockies should be able to roll San Diego tonight. Minus one and a half runs is plus 105 uh, right now. And I'm tempted by Arizona tonight, too, uh, Tony. A, a minus 120 with Godley. Yeah, that's not a bad play. Here's what I got. I got the Rockies minus one and a half runs at even money. I've got the Cleveland Indians minus one and a half at 125 for 100 uh, with Kluber and Larry Anno. Then I have the Mets minus one and a half runs uh, with Syndergaard over Miami. And I got the Astros one and a half runs, Verlander over Lynn. So I'm giving a run and a half in those. Uh, I mentioned this when we had the... Uh, the uh, power situation the other night. Baseball has become the have and the have nots, and I love giving the one and a half runs on the road and and taking these teams at close to even money. I also put a parlay together which pays eighteen to one. Uh, I get the Mets, the Rockies, all action. Uh, Diamondbacks, as you talked about earlier with Godley, uh, Cleveland. Indians minus the run and a half I put in the parlay. Houston Astros action, and then the Angels I like uh, as well. And that parlay is eighteen to one. All right, we've got some late, uh, more more line movement, uh, Tony, right now. I really don't understand this. The Oklahoma City Thunder are now five-point favorites at the Miami Heat. And, I, you know, we have the Miami Heat starting lineup. All right, we just got it right now. Dragic, Tyler Johnson, Richardson, James Johnson, and Whiteside. Hmm. The only game I'm betting tonight is I'm betting the Pelicans minus nine over the LA Clippers. Uh, I'd like to see the Clippers starting lineup. I don't know. I'm going to keep my eye on that. I like Portland and Denver to be a higher scoring game. Over 219 tonight. Denver's going to get it done, too. By the half point, make it four points. Great stuff, Tony. Take care. We're absolutely getting it done. A-game, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. <laughs> 